You're listening to the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. This is a conversation all about leadership, vision, and joining in God's activity wherever you are. You can follow along with today's episode using the show notes at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast or on your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for tuning in today. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, welcome to episode 11 of the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. My name is Scott. Uh, I have the privilege of leading alongside Pastor Vance here at Hope Church in Las Vegas. If you're just coming across this podcast, the goal is to help you be a better leader, no matter where you're leading, whether that be in church or the workplace or at home. Uh, We desire and we understand that God has placed you where he's placed you on purpose, and we want to help you uh, after Pastor Vance has had 25 plus years of experience in leadership, uh, just give you nuggets of wisdom along the way to help you wherever God has you leading. So if you haven't checked out the other episodes of this podcast, there's 10 of them. We encourage you to go back. We we talk about a whole range of topics. We'd love for you to um, go and download, and we'd love uh, for you to continue to share it like you have been on social media. It's been awesome to see all the people shouting out how this is helping them. That's the whole purpose of this podcast. Enough of me. I'm, of course, here joined by the man of the hour, Pastor Vance Pittman. Vance, how's it going, man? Scott, doing great, man. Great to be here with you today, and uh, been on an exciting last few weeks. I've had the opportunity the last few weeks to travel in four or five different states, and had the privilege of speaking and sharing from God's Word, and talking about church planting, and kingdom engagement, city engagement, and it's been really neat to hear from people across these different states where I've been, and how the podcast they've been listening, tuning in, and what it's meant to them. It's just been really, really encouraging, and I'm looking forward to, uh, in a couple weeks, heading to Australia. I'll be speaking in a conference over there on the back side of Australia in Perth. Uh, so really looking forward to that. Man, it's a great season. God's doing a lot of great things and excited to be a part of it. That's awesome. So if you may or may not have noticed, we are releasing this podcast. Normally we do it on the first Monday of every month. Uh, but we are releasing this podcast on October 8th, 2018. Uh, the reason being is last Monday, when this podcast would have released, was the one-year anniversary of um, the Las Vegas shooting that, of course, if you listen to this podcast, you know about. Um, it was very close to home here at, 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 at in Las Vegas for us. It was um, a terrible way to wake up in the morning on October 1st, 2017. Um, just completely rocked our city, and uh, we just felt it appropriate to push the podcast back a week. But um, this past weekend at Hope, we kind of had a moment, Vance, I'd love for you to talk to, just to share with our listeners who obviously don't live in Vegas. And um, we had just a moment in our service to uh, to talk about what we've seen God do and also what we're doing as a church just to come alongside our city. So tell our listeners about how we honored and remembered um, that tragic event last October. Yeah, this has been obviously a very emotional weekend and week uh, in the life of our city here in Las Vegas. Um, An event like that really marks your city. uh, Seems like it's going to be forever, you know, that October 1 will be one of those things that we always look back to here in Las Vegas. It was a very dark event, very tragic event, but at the same time, you know, we saw the light of the gospel, the light of the grace of God uh, demonstrated in our community in spite of the evil that played out here. Uh, so yeah, in our church, we, we took some moments to just remember and reflect. We had some times of prayer for the families of the victims and the families of those that were impacted directly by the October 1 shooting here in Las Vegas, just praying for them. Uh, lifting them to the Lord, believing <coughs> believing that we can join in God's activity in their lives through the power of prayer. 
And then we also had a moment where we just really prayed over all of our first responders, police officers, law enforcement community, firefighters, paramedics, EMTs, others in the medical community that uh, served in such a phenomenal way on October 1 and continue to serve. So we prayed for them, thanking God for the way he's used them, but also commissioning all of those in our church who are still in those domains to live on mission, continuing to serve our city. And then we also had the um, incredible privilege last year. One of the things that came out of the October 1 shooting is uh, people started donating money to us for a fund to help families. And we've been able to, to help many families with thousands of dollars that we've been able to invest in helping families deal with the effects of October 1. Um, but in addition to that, we have about $25,000 left in that fund and a year in have prayed about what to do with that. And we reached out to Sunrise Hospital where most of the victims wound up being taken because it was the closest hospital to the shooting. And in a conversation with them, developing relationship over time, we're going to take the rest of the money and we're going to be remodeling the lounge in the emergency room for the ER staff there in Sun at Sunrise Hospital just to demonstrate to them from our church how much we appreciate who they are, what they do, and how they continue to serve our city. So, yeah, we believe what the enemy intended for evil, God is using for good. We've seen people come to Christ uh, through relationships built out of October 1. So, yeah, it was an emotional time, but thankful for all that God's doing. Yeah, continue to pray for our city. Um, like Vance just said, God's been at work. Um, and uh, it's been cool to see the stories, and we'll, we know we'll continue to see those stories. But, um, yeah, we're going to move on now in the podcast. October 8th, we are launching this thing, and uh, we're going to talk today about something that honestly uh, may seem very simple but is very, very powerful tool in the leader's tool belt. Um, I remember one of the times I first was in a meeting at Hope Church, probably back in 2007 or 2008. Uh, I was just a small group leader in the student ministry, and I heard a phrase that I have learned and now 10, 11 years of serving at Hope um, has really been a rally cry of Hope Church since the very beginning, since there was 17 adults in your living room, Vance. And here's the phrase. We don't pray before we work. Prayer is the work, and then God works. 20, almost 20 years in Vegas. Why is that still so significant for you today? Yeah, for those of you that have been listening for a while to the podcast, going all the way back to the beginning, I told you the story when we first came here of the lady that had been praying for a year and a half before we got here, begging God to do something here in our city. And it really shook us early on to understand that we didn't come to Las Vegas to start something. We simply came to get in on something that God was already doing. God was at work in the city of Las Vegas long before Vance Pittman got here, long before Hope Church was born. And he's going to continue to be at work long after we're off the scene. And we were simply joining in his activity that really began in prayer. And so, yeah, that, that rally cry shaped us early on. We don't pray before we work. Prayer is the work and then God works. And that's been something that's shaped who we are as a church from the very beginning. Yeah, it's humbling every time we're in a weekend service and we have a bunch of stuff planned and music and a sermon that you've spent hours on. And at the very beginning when we're, you know, having a time of prayer at our church, she'll say something like, maybe the most important thing we'll do all day we're doing right now. Yeah, And that's just, I think, such it comes across almost abrasive in the American church because what are you talking about? We got sermons to preach and songs to sing and offering to take up. Um, but I just think that's really cool as an anchor at Hope. We say this, this we really believe this could be the most important thing we're doing is just spending a few minutes in prayer. So that's really cool. That's what, if you hadn't caught on, that's what we're gonna talk about today in this podcast. Sometimes 
on the Van Spitman Leadership Podcast, we talk really practical things, um, workflow, calendars, stuff like that. Uh, but in this episode, we are going to dive a little deeper to a heart level and talk about this idea of the leader and prayer. Uh, Vance, a few months ago, you scribbled down four quick little insights and shared them with me that we've kind of built into this episode of the podcast. And so today, we are going to spend some time talking around four principles of the leader and prayer. So we're going to give these four principles. You kind of unpack them. So if you're you know jotting notes down, listening with your team, these are going to be four things we believe are awesome principles for the leader when it comes to prayer. So the first one is prayer is a priority, not just introductory. Yes, Scott, these things uh, really did. And one of my just time with the Lord one morning, um, really just kind of had these things impressed on my heart. And, and that first one really is similar to that statement we've already said that we don't pray before we work, but prayer is the work, then God works. Unfortunately, a lot of times, the only time we pray is we pray to start. We pray to start our day. We pray to start a meeting. We pray to start a service. We pray to start a strategy session. Um, and particularly for Christian leaders, maybe in business or in education or in other domains besides the church, uh, in the church, we're super guilty of this. You know, we'll just, as Christians, we'll get together and pray before we start our meeting, but then we get on to the real work, which is what we think we're doing. But even for Christians, what Christians oftentimes will do is they'll, in business or in education or in other, other areas of leadership, they'll pray, but they'll pray before they go into something that they're about to do. And they think that prayer is really what we do at the beginning, but it, it's not really the priority that drives everything. And it's interesting when you read the letter that Paul wrote to First Timothy, First Timothy is really a letter that's all about spiritual leadership. Now, obviously, he's writing to a leader in the church, uh, but it's a leadership principle that transcends just leadership in the church. He's writing to a leader about how to carry out the role of leadership and influence that he's been given. And as you read through the letter of First Timothy, from, from, from the very beginning all the way to the end, he's teaching him about how to structure leadership, how to lead other leaders, what leadership is supposed to, how it's supposed to function. But at, right at the beginning of the letter in chapter two, he opens with this verse, chapter two, verse one. Paul writes to Timothy and he says, first of all, then I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men for kings and all who are in authority so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. And he's, so he's about to talk all these great principles to Timothy about leadership, and yet he says, Timothy, first of all, it literally could be translated, let's get first things first. Before we do anything else, let me remind you that the most important thing you can do is pray. So prayer is just not something we do to start. Prayer is how we continue. And that, that's why Paul, he wrote in another place, he said that we're to pray without ceasing. And maybe you're hearing this and you're thinking, okay, I get it. You, you work in a church. You can pray whenever you want to pray, but I work in business. I work at a school. I work at a hospital. I work at a car dealership. I can't just drop down on my knees and pray whenever I want to. But, but that's because we don't understand what, what prayer really is. Prayer, this idea of praying without ceasing is just maintaining constant conversation with the Father. So nothing wrong with opening our meeting in prayer, but as we continue to go through that meeting, we continue to, to have conversation in our heart and our spirit with the Father, allowing Him to speak into what it is that we're doing. Rick Warren said it this way. He said, everything you do can be spending time with God if He is invited to be a part of it and you stay aware of His presence. 
Great quote. Whatever you're doing, you can be in the middle of a business transaction. You can be in the middle of a meeting. You can be teaching at school. You can be on the job building a house, whatever it may be. But you can be spending time with God if you maintain an awareness of his presence and you're inviting him to be a part of it. So you're giving this idea of prayer a priority, not just something that you do at the beginning, but it continues to dominate. And the promise of scripture is The Bible says in James chapter 4 that if we draw near to God, He will draw near to us. It doesn't say He might. It says He will. When we draw near to God, He draws near to us. He promises to manifest His presence. And here's what I believe. Everything changes in the presence of God. When you and I as leaders begin to live our lives in constant conversation with the Father, letting that dominate everything we do, we're inviting the presence of God into every moment. That means every moment has the potential to be changed by the mighty, powerful presence of God. That's great stuff. First principle of prayer for the leader, prayer is a priority, not just introductory. Give us that second principle today, Vance. Yeah, the second principle is that prayer in the life of a leader, and and it's really for anyone, but we're specifically talking to leaders, but prayer is listening to God, not just speaking to God. And here's what that means. Prayer, we often think of as when we talk to God, but that's not really the definition of prayer. Prayer defined really is intimate conversation with the Father. And you know this, Scott, conversation is always two ways. It's me talking to you and you talking to me. If you're not engaged in the conversation, we're not having a conversation. I'm lecturing you. I'm speaking to you, but I'm not speaking with you. Prayer is intimate conversation, not to God. Prayer is intimate conversation with God. And we need to always be mindful as we pray to listen for God to speak to us. And here's what tends to happen for us as Christians. We will pray. We have our list. Maybe we're going, in, going to work for the day or we're heading into a meeting or we got a big decision to make. And we'll, we'll have this list of stuff we pray and we say, God, I need this. Lord, I need wisdom here. God, I need this. And then we say, amen. We get up, run out the door and we never wait at all for God to speak to us in prayer. So prayer is also listening to God. And you see a great example of this in the New Testament in the book of Acts in chapter 13, where the early church in Antioch is in prayer. The leaders of that church are in prayer. The Bible talks about how they are ministering to the Lord and fasting. They're in a moment where they're fasting. Verse 3 says in chapter 13 that when they had fasted and prayed, in the middle of fasting and praying, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I've called to them. Wait a minute. I thought they were praying. They were talking to God. And yet right in the middle of them praying, God begins to talk to them. So prayer is not just about me talking to God. Prayer is about me listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit of God to speak into my life. And God here spoke to them in prayer in a powerful way that would shape the vision and structure of what God had called the church at Antioch to do. So prayer is also listening to God. A lot of times um, a leadership challenge is leaders often are in positions where they have a lack of clarity. Uh, We don't know necessarily what the next step is. What am I supposed to do next? But any time in my life there's a lack of clarity, a lack of clarity is always an invitation to deeper intimacy with God. And as I pursue Him intimately, clarity always follows. Prayer is one of the ways we pursue intimacy with God. 
We read His Word. That's another way. But prayer is one way that we pursue intimacy with God. And when I say prayer, I don't just mean talking to God, but also listening. When you ask God a question, do you wait to allow God to answer? When you bring a request to the Lord, do you wait to hear if He wants to speak into your heart about what you're asking? So prayer is listening to God, not just speaking to God. When you were talking about um, just that idea of relationships, I thought about my relationship with my kids. I have four kids. You have four kids. Imagine if I, if my kids talk to me the way I talk to God sometimes, literally just talk, 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 and then ran out the door. Like that wouldn't fly in my house. And thinking about that with, you know, people say, God, show me a sign. I need this. I need that. I need next steps in Jesus name. Amen. Out the door. And God maybe be on the edge of of answering. Absolutely. So I think that's, that's super crucial. Prayer is, is listening to God, not just speaking to God. Well, because again, Scott, let me, let me pick up on what you just said. The goal in prayer is not to inform God. Mm. The goal in prayer is to be intimate with God. And if all I'm doing is talking, 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 I'm informing God is what I'm trying to do. But, but the invitation of prayer is to be intimate with God, to have conversation with God. And to allow that, I have to have time for God to speak to me. So these first two principles of prayer in the life of a leader, prayer is a priority, not just introductory. And prayer is listening to God, not just speaking to God. What's that third principle, Vince? Yeah, the third one, Scott, is that prayer is together, not just in my time alone with God. I think sometimes as Christians and as leaders, we think the only time we can pray is when we pray alone. We pray by ourselves. Uh, We read that verse, for example, in Matthew where Jesus talks about going into your closet and closing the door and pouring out your heart before the Father. And listen, there is a time and a place that all of us as individuals should be praying alone in our time alone with God. But I think one of the greatest things we can do as leaders is invite others to pray with us. There is, there's, a, there's a unique power, I think, when we pray together with other believers. If you read the book of Acts, um, in the 28 chapters that are in the book of Acts, 29 different times the Scripture mentions the word pray or prayer. And almost every time that it's used in the book of Acts, it's never referring to um, praying individually, it's always referring to believers coming together and praying together. There's something unique that God does in response to the prayers of his people when they come together. And again, I understand that not everybody has the, the, the opportunity to serve like I do on a church staff with all Christian leaders where I can, in every meeting and in every context, invite people to pray and seek the heart of God. But you should be able to, if you can, at the place where you work, identify one or two other believers that are Christians. And the things that you're dealing with at work, on the job, you could carve out some time where you could, before work, after work, on a weekend, at night, once a month, whatever it is, where you're coming together and you're praying about what God's doing, because the bottom line is your job, the reason God put you at your job primarily is not just to earn a living and to do your job. God put you there to live on mission with him. And so there's some things that God desires to do, leveraging your job, skill, and passion for his glory. And as you invite others into that process of praying and seeking the heart of God together, or maybe you're in a workplace where there are literally no other Christians that work with you. If that's the case, I even more encourage you to find another brother or sister in Christ at your church that will gather with you consistently to begin to pray 
about God's activity at your workplace, that God would use you to invite others to come to know Christ and to join in relationship with him. Uh, Prayer is born out of a sense of desperation. And I've become convinced, Scott, that God in his sovereignty has chosen to limit his activity to the prayers of his people. I really can't explain that. But when you study the scriptures, every time you see God moving, you see God moving in response to the prayers of his people. It's not that God needs us. But inside of the scope of God's sovereign plan, he has so orchestrated it that he's designed his activity to flow in response to his people calling out to him. And so when you bring others together to pray, you're joining in God's activity together. Uh, Andrew Murray has a powerful quote. He said this, God rules the world and his church through the prayers of his people. That God should have made the extension of his kingdom to such a large extent dependent on the faithfulness of his people in prayer is a stupendous mystery and yet an absolute certainty. God calls for intercessors. In his grace, he has made his work dependent on them. He waits for them. There is something powerful that happens when God's people pray together. And so I think prayer is something that we do together. And as leaders, it's very important to implement that. One of the ways you've challenged us as a staff and our whole church is on this idea of prayer and really not making prayer, you know, a time of transition like it is a lot of times in the church. And one of the things you said one time, I remember, is you said, if you trace back all these great revivals we see in church history, they didn't start because somebody had a night of worship. They didn't start because somebody had a big invite campaign or a Bible study. You trace those back and they started with people together praying. Yeah. And so we cannot underestimate this idea of prayer is together, not just in my time alone with God. So give us that fourth and final principle when it comes to the leader in prayer today, Vance. Fourth principle is that prayer is not powerful, but the one to whom we pray is. You know, we've heard it said a lot that there's power in prayer, but, but that's simply not true. There is not power in prayer. There is power in the one to whom we pray. And because of Jesus, we have access to that power. Oswald um, Sanders said this. He said, nothing of eternal significance happens apart from prayer. And the reason that's true is because nothing of eternal significance happens apart from God. And prayer is conversation with God. And so we've been invited because of Jesus into a love relationship with God where we have access to the very throne room of God. Uh, The writer of Hebrews in chapter 4, verse 16, makes this statement. He said, therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The word confidence here is an interesting Greek word. It's a compound word. It's two words that are put together. It's, first of all, the word for the the Greek word that, that communicates in English, all or every. And then the Greek verb that describes the act of speaking. So you put it together and it's all speech or all ways of speaking. And what it's really talking about is a freedom or a frankness that we can have in speaking. And and the Bible says because of Jesus, we didn't earn this. We don't deserve this. We could never merit it. But because of Jesus, we can now have access to the very throne room of God. We've been invited into the very presence of him who sits on the throne of the universe, the God that created everything we can see, taste, touch, feel, and smell. And there's nothing off the table, nothing out of bounds. We can speak about anything 
And, and there's because he's all powerful, we have the opportunity to tap into the almighty power of God. And that's the kind of confidence that we can have as we approach him, which means there's nothing that I can pray for that is too big for God. Nothing is off the table. Nothing is outside of his scope. Nothing is outside of his power. So prayer is not powerful. But the one to whom we pray, he possesses all power. And we should remember that as we approach him. I hope you got that. That's a great content. There's hopefully you get fired up. This isn't just something you tag on at the beginning of a meeting or you try to rush out as you're making your breakfast in the morning and say a quick prayer. Um, prayer is a powerful, powerful, powerful tool uh, in, in the tool belt of a leader uh, as we are speaking to the God of the universe who is able to do exceedingly more than we could ever ask or think. So recap those four principles and then we'll let you close Vance. But the four principles of prayer for a leader. Prayer is a priority, not just introductory. Prayer is listening to God, not just speaking to God. Prayer is together, not just in my time alone with God. And prayer itself is not powerful, but the one to whom we pray is. Any closing thoughts as we say sayonara to our leaders today? Yeah, I would just say, Scott, if anybody, if this is really just striking where some people are living right now, um, that you can go to our website at Hope Church, uh, hopechurchonline.com, and a series that we're just finishing up is called Praying with Purpose. If you'd like to go deeper in this thing of prayer, it's a series really about how to pray for other Jesus followers, and we want to equip you to better be able to pray and to pray scripturally and in tune and in line with the will of God concerning um, other believers. And so that's one aspect of how we pray. It's not the only way we pray, but one thing we're to pray for is for other believers. You can go there uh, and listen. And then, Scott, I would just also add, we opened this podcast by talking about uh, what was going on here in our city in Las Vegas. And I just want to say this to leaders everywhere. Um, if you wait for a moment of tragedy to begin to engage in your city as a leader, you will not be invited to the table when tragedy strikes. But if you go ahead today and begin to become a vital part of your community, you as a leader engage. When tragedy and moments of crisis happen, you will be and you will you will be invited and you will have a voice and an opportunity to serve in your city. So I just want to challenge you to take care of that or to take um, take to seize that opportunity today to engage in your city where you are. Awesome. Well, thank you, Vance, as always, for your content. Thank you for your heart and the way you lead. Um, thank you again for listening. Again, if you hadn't downloaded the other podcasts, we, uh, we invite you to download those episodes and get more and more content to help you lead like never before, wherever God has you. So thanks again. Catch you next month. Thanks again for joining us for the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. You can find all the show notes on your favorite podcasting app or at hopechurchonline.com slash podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. We will be releasing a new episode on the first Monday of every month to help you and your teams lead like never before.